Yes, and uh, for sure, dear friends, welcome aboard the Good Ship Fuse Box, and this is indeed number 28 in our tribute to futility, and I am your loquacious host, Mark Rose, and uh, he over there in the pinstripe sweatshirt is Milt Keynes, operator of all things technical and grand poobah of the tiny lights. I mean, this was one of those weeks where it just seemed that everything, uh, you know, had a new exciting feature to reveal, which would cause you to take that uh, proverbial five steps back from the two you had taken forward, you know? And as I will share with you shortly, gentle listeners, this has been another one of those weeks where... The silent law of planned obsolescence becomes rancidly clear. Oh, buddy, don't get me started on that thing. Get you started. My friend, we haven't begun to explore the depths of my hatred for this new marketing idea of late. Yeah, I mean, I noticed you packed up the deck yesterday. Yeah, 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 I sure did. Okay, so we're going to have a little techno geek moment here, dear friends, but I assure you, you can all relate to this tale of woe in your own lives, surely. The name's Milt, not surely. Surely. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw that one coming. Has been a bad week for you, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So anyway, I have been using an audio interface for many years that has uh, served me well in its earlier incarnations, as the the first one lasted me about 13 years, as I recall, before I had to uh, retire it. Oh, and and by audio interface, I'm talking about a device that takes uh, all of your analog microphones and instrument outputs and all that kind of stuff and converts it into a digital form that the computer can deal with and hence... We can fiddle about with it in these uh, various software programs we all use. So a couple of years back, as I said, I retired the older unit that I'd been using reliably all those years and uh, purchased the new one, the new hyper-improved version of the same device, made, of course, 
by the same folks who made the prior one. Well, <laughs> one fateful day, I, uh, I start to notice that the display on the device is starting to become dim. Yeah, naturally, you assumed it was your failing vision. <laughs> naturally. At first. But uh, now it came to realize that it was the display itself. Something in the power supply or something, right? Now, in all honesty, really, this symptom is not of itself unusual, you know, it, or, or for that matter, a precursor to disaster of some kind. No, sometimes these displays just kind of fade over time. But the operative word to their friends is over time. The unit in question here was not even two years old. And as uh, the last one had lasted me for over a decade, this seemed a bit premature to me. Call me kooky. So I decided to check the warranty info, which, of course, I couldn't locate. So I sent the Japanese pocket squirrels in to find it. And after a little sorting... They managed to locate it with their usual aplomb. And I discovered that the manufacturer's warranty on this device was only one year. Not uncommon. Sucky, but not uncommon. So, uh, so I called the folks from whom I bought the aforementioned device and relayed my woeful tale. But here, here, dear friends, is where the hero emerges in our tale. This company, who I will indeed mention, named Sweetwater, uh, and the uh, ultra-helpful chap who assisted in this endeavor named Aaron Smith... So Aaron comes back on the line after a minute or so of checking the data and getting this thing fixed and uh, says... It's definitely out of factory warranty. But it's not out of our warranty. We extend all manufacturer warranties an extra year as a matter of course. So, naturally, I'm elated. He says, send the thing back and we'll replace it at no charge. Holy carp, folks. Well, I do and promptly get one back in a few days, which serves me well until... Yes, that's right. Yesterday, I noticed the dreadful dimming going on yet again. And then today... So, once again, called my friends at Sweetwater to seek an answer to this dilemma... Now, in reality, folks, it's not to be expected that I'm going to get that lightning to strike twice because it truly would be out of warranty this time. Although it's only a year and a half from the last return, but still, it yeah, let's face facts there. I guess my point to this story, friends, is that we are clearly living in a time where a product's life is shorter than the common housefly at best. And that it's with, uh, seriously, a malice aforethought that's actually being devised and employed as a modern marketing ploy. <laughs>
What did he say? What? No, that, I know that. Oh, the bells. Are, yeah. I just. That. You know, it's happened to me too. D damn hard drives crapping out way before their lifetime. And oh, sure, the company will replace the drive. But w what about the data that was lost? L lost, by the way, while it was backing up. Oh, don't get me started. I really think there is a conscious effort to do this kind of stuff lately. You know, to get the, the buyer to replace rather than fix something. And, and if the thing in question is not very expensive, well, then, you know, they think all the better, right? Can you say cell phone? <laughs> I mean, I've replaced mine a couple of times. Right. Because of some crazy thing happening or not happening. Yep. That, and it's just, you know, easier to replace the thing. I mean, the cell phone companies are practically encouraging you to trade in anytime something shiny comes out anyway. Or printers, you know? The thing costs 70 bucks. That's fine. You know, multicolor, prints on everything, does textiles, 3D print, whatever. Uh, but the ink? Yeah, that's going to be $270 a week. That's right. So buyer beware. And, and, and trust quality folks if, if you do have to do large ticket items. And uh, although this is not a paid endorsement in any way, friends, clearly I can recommend... The good folks at Sweetwater for assisting in uh, any technical or musical purchase you may be thinking of now or in the future. Enough said. From watery grave pictures. Allow a little styling. You know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes. You look like a rube. You were born in a small fishing town, weren't you, little starling? You spent your summers on the beach, walking for miles, looking for squirts and indentations in the sand. Then you would dig. You would dig for your life while the seagulls cried and circled above you. Do you hear the clams, Clarice? Do you hear their screams? What happened to the one gooey duck, little starling? The one you tried to protect? You took it to the crab shack, but you couldn't save it. It was served the next day with celery and potatoes in a rich cream sauce. Silence of the clams. So, would someone please help clarify for me? What in the world is going on with that uh, Starbucks red cup fiasco? You mean other than folks that are just bat crap crazy out there? Yeah, well, I mean, what the hell is going on? So, you know, for the, for the three folks in the world not on Facebook right now, there seems to be some um, vocal conflagration regarding the choice of uh, Starbucks to present a red and green cup design as their holiday theme thingy. Now, on the surface, I'd say, you know, bravo, because, you know, it's hard as hell trying to sidestep all the religious iconography out there in favor of just presenting, you know, an image or design that celebrates the uh, spirit of the season without some zealot claiming to be the arbiter of religious ad placement wanting equal time and or space. I mean, folks, this gets old and really, really difficult, fast. I don't envy them at all. 
That's gotta be the most thankless project for anybody in design or advertising all year long. I mean, everybody has a valid claim to some religious icon or symbol, and that's fine, I guess. But, uh, you know, sticking all those things on everything uh, that even whispers like a holiday message, it's, it's going to look like some kind of insane circus poster for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah and you know, it kind of reminds me of that old board game called um, uh, Taboo. You ever play that? Yeah, where you had to uh, uh, define or uh, use a particular word without <laughs> using the word. That's the one. I, I mean, I used to love that game. But yeah, try to come up with stuff that doesn't offend anyone, or, or better yet, exclude anyone, and still get the uh, holiday message across. Well, I don't want to light anyone's pants on fire, but... Uh, you don't? No, not, not actually, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> but the statement that always curdled my cream was this whole... Uh, this nation was founded by Christians thing. All right, let me let me jump in here too. Really, in all seriousness, that statement, by the by, is a specious argument. Let's keep the ETs out of this one, can we? No, no, seriously. That that pseudo fact is completely wrong. The founding fathers of the good old USA, ladies and gentlemen, they were deists who believed in something altogether different, and moreover, some of them were just plain garden-variety atheists. Check out, and, and just check out Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States to see these facts in their uh, appropriate context. He ain't making it up. The implication that uh, this nation was founded by a specific belief system, which therefore precludes any and all variations thereof, is just a little crazy sounding to me. And by the way, both illogical and somewhat mad, if you ask me. You know, I mean, that statement about this country being a, a melting pot, now that's far closer to reality than the former one, even though uh, that analogy doesn't bring up pretty pictures at all, does it? Yeah. But I think you get the idea. Because you're intelligent and rational folks. And uh, obviously listening to this program, which sings your praises regarding your impeccable taste in programming. And now, a word from our sponsor. Oh, hello. I'm Dr. Arbor McGarf, MD. But you can call me... Dr. Arbor McGarf, and I'm here to talk to you about the important health benefits of Fusebox merchandise. As you know, Fusebox provides a twice-monthly podcast dose of ear food. Now, what is a podcast, you ask? <laughs> well, the scientific explanation might be too complicated to explain here. After all, I'm a doctor, which means I have a tremendous amount of education you don't have. And that makes me, well, smarter than all of you. It also makes me much, much wealthier. But even those of you who are poor and uneducated, 
can't afford not to provide your body with the important vitamins and minerals found only in Fusebox ear food and Fusebox merchandise. Box merchandise is chock full of healthy goodness everybody needs. Your Q-Zone is an important part of your overall health and well-being. And only Fusebox merchandise provides the necessary nutrients your Q-Zone needs to live a long, happy, and healthy life. Why, I have it on good authority that President Eisenhower himself enjoys Fusebox merchandise. And to get your daily dose of Fusebox merchandise, just visit thefuseboxshow.com and click the store link. And then purchase as much Fusebox merchandise as you can so you too can enjoy good times and good health. Be healthier. Visit thefuseboxshow.com today. That's thefuseboxshow.com. And we do indeed encourage you all to take a visit to the aforementioned store since, as we all know, it's that holiday season and all that stuff, and it's a perfect time to be gifty. Um, boy, how do you even know how to start this? <laughs> oh, man. As you have heard on, on some previous shows, um, we, we're, we're currently in search for an intern and, uh, here at the show. And, and you'd think... <laughs> You think that might be a fairly straightforward process to just locate said individual. You know, I thought the worst pain I'd ever felt was in that biker bar in Pacoima. But I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, so far <clears throat> been a bit of an adventure. Yeah. And uh, begs the question, what were they thinking? sure there was any deductive reasoning going on at all for some of them honestly well i mean to uh illustrate our uh, situation as i've said before on a, a program or two we were capturing the interview process here with our candidates primarily seriously primarily for the purposes of later review you know we'd play them back and try to put it all together and see who really is best here. But uh, as we had gotten through a dozen or so, it became clear that we actually need to share our misery with you, gentle listeners. And so we shall, with these uh, three choice candidates, which have been mercifully cut down to bite-sized chunks, Yes, we're a bit off, but we're not that off to subject you to the full session. But uh, again, I think you'll get the point as we begin the search for the intern. Interesting. You know, I, I, I gotta say, I've, I've never seen um, a resume written in uh, crayon before. My mom said you'd find it endearing. Your mom. Next. So tell me, Brody, why do you want to work for Fusebox? Because 
Taco Bell ain't iron. <laughs> Next. Great. So, uh, do you have any questions for us? Yes, I do. Is Fusebox a union shop? I mean, it is, right? Union? Union. Um, well... Because I won't work for you unless you're union. So, Fusebox better be made up of union people, united in union, to unionize against... Next! (laughs) Union? Jeez, man. I don't gotta show you no stinking badges. (laughs) (laughs) You know... Well, well, whatever. We're still looking, dear friends, and and this is for real. I I know we like to blur the edges on this show from time to time, but no, we're really seeking someone to assist us here. So, uh, (laughs) the search will continue. I'm certain we'll be sharing all the gory details with you all as well. Oh, indeed we shall. Don't be that... Check. You are love this movie. I've seen it four times. Awesome movie. You're gonna love it. Oh, at the end? She's really an alien. Come on, seriously. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. You're gonna love this movie. Oh, what's her name there? She's so hot. Seriously. I wish I looked like her. Do you wish I looked like her? She's so hot. You probably wish I looked like her, right? You can tell me I won't be mad. What? Why the face? Why are you looking at me like that? (sighs) Sorry. I just think she's really hot, that's all. Sheesh. You're gonna love this movie. Oh! This part is really freaky. What? 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 Wasn't that freaky? Did you see that? The guy was there and then, whoa! He just vanishes, right? Because she's really an alien, right? She's here to, like, grab guys and, I don't know, kill them or something. Is that my phone ringing? Do you hear a phone? Huh? Okay, I thought I heard my phone. Oh my god! That was so cool! Did you see what she just did? Wasn't that cool? I've seen this movie like four times. So awesome! You're gonna love this movie! Oh, and she's an alien! And that, as they say in more cultured settings, is a wrap, friends. For this edition of Fusebox, I'd love to thank our audio argonauts who uh, helped 
to make this program possible. Elizabeth Bach, Jarrett Brown, Kevin Cook, Aaron Lane, Eric Newsom, and Jeff Pollard. Special uh, chord wrangling and dial twisting by the perversely intricate Milt Keynes. Just add water, makes its own sauce. <laughs> and I have been your surgically implanted host, Mark Rose, saying do check out the Fusebox store at thefuseboxshow.com and clicking the store link to have your powers of impulsive buying tested to the max. So, dear friends, thanks for pushing play on this edition of Fusebox, and until our next cartoon. Fuse.